Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United and football, I'm your host Matthew and uh, for this podcast I'm talking about Man United's 3-1 win away in the Premier League against Aston Villa. Uh, which get used to the United Cast episodes because we got a game on Tuesday and then a game on Thursday, so uh, there uh, there isn't much space in between things at this point. Um, again, it, it's it's a case of you know don't turn up in the first half, go in go uh, go into the into the halftime uh, one nil down, and then you know come out second half and, and and win the game, which you know it works out at the end of the day, I suppose. But it's you could almost like see this game working out that way like you look at our performance in the first half we just couldn't really like I I mean we we made some chances and things like that but uh, defensively wasn't very good Uh, I'll talk about the goals in a bit as well Um, but just just, just didn't turn up in the first half again I keep you know sort of jokingly saying can we just skip the first half of these games and again that situation if that had applied would help I suppose uh, but we're, we're just a different team in the second half in, in some of these games. Not in every single game, but in a lot of them recently. And uh, it does just make you wonder kind of like what's going on with that. I mean, t- traditionally in sort of in a classic sense, Man United are that sort of like late winner team, you know, uh, c- you know comeback team and that sort of thing. That's where the whole, you know, Fergie time thing kind of comes from. Is there so many games where we've... Uh, scored goals late on and and won them. I mean, look at the you know uh, treble winning team in in the cup final. Ninety first minute and ninety second minute goal with Sheringham and Solskjaer. So uh, that that it it is in Man United's DNA to sort of do that, but that doesn't mean it's fun to watch in the ugly parts of that. You know where we are performing badly in the first half and that kind of thing. Uh, luckily, unlike on Thursday's game, I did manage to see the whole game today. Didn't have any technical issues, which was good, so I can actually talk about it properly. Um, so apologies for the podcast on Thursday, but there there wasn't a lot I could really do. So I uh, made of it what I made of the situation. Um, you got you got to look at the team at at this point in the season and think, okay, we're probably not going to win the league, and that Man City are probably going to win it. We stopped them winning it today, which I suppose was good. It's it's interesting to look at certain areas of this team and think like, okay. The season's kind of finished, you know, there's still some games left, but the season's kind of finished, and then we've got the cup final at the end of May, uh, which I obviously hope that we win. How do we turn this team into a title-winning team? And I, I, I've looked before, you know, the defensive pairing, Lindelof-Maguire, I think Lindelof's, uh, I think Maguire's good enough, I don't think Lindelof is, I think he showed that again today. Uh, you know, you look at the kind of midfield, is Freddie McTominay good enough? Not really. And then I look at the situation up front, which is obviously where our team is the strongest. You know, the likes of Pogba, uh, Bruno, Rashford, Greenwood, Cavani, those sorts of players. You know, Van der Beek when he plays as well. You look at that front four as opposed to the rest of the team, apart from, you know, Luke Shaw because he's at, the, at left back. And uh, at times, Wan-Bissaka at right back. You look at the rest of the team, uh, you know, Lindelof, Fred, McTominay, um... And you just think, okay, if you improve some of those areas of the pitch, you know, get a better centre back in, or is it? Gonna, it could the answer be Bailey or or Twanzebe? It could be, um, and then you know, get a bit of a better, uh, a better midfield um, pivot sort of going with with the two holding players, uh, or one holding on one box to box player, and you think, yeah, the attack's good enough to win the league. You know, the likes of Rashford, Greenwood, Pogba, Bruno, Cavani, great players, fantastic players, and and they played well again today. But you think if if we 
because I want to see us win the league. I want to win. I want to win trophies. I want to win Premier League titles. I want to win Champions League. I haven't messed up, and they haven't been terrible. But are they a good enough pair to win the league? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see what we do in the in the summer transfer window. I did do a podcast, by the way, uh, about a month or so ago, which is still you know. Uh, you can still still go and listen to that and everything of me predicting our summer transfer window, that sort of thing. So uh, let's look at the summary and everything else. Uh, the first thing we got is a Triore's goal. Uh, not good enough from Lindelof. I mean, you've got a sort of series of errors here where Fred gets the ball, passes it to McTominay. It's a, the pass is all right, but it's a bit of a sort of dangerous error to pass the ball to McTominay. McTominay then loses it. I think Triore himself got the ball sort that out because he sort of does initially tackle Traore and I thought oh he's like won the ball always like taking it off of him because you can tackle somebody and not really win the ball because the ball can like roll away or whatever can't it um but I thought oh he's like taking the ball off of him and then all of a sudden Traore's got the ball back and then Lindelof's almost got this realization of like oh I haven't tackled him oh and then he's just like kicked it in the top corner I don't I'm not gonna blame Henderson for that goal that was a really really good shot actually I wouldn't expect many goalkeepers to save a shot like that because uh, it was right in the top corner. So yeah, he, Penderson maybe could have saved it on another day, but I'm not gonna. I don't think you put the blame on the goalkeeper for that particular goal. Um, it's just I did, It was just strange watching Lindelof like tackle the guy and then him think like, "Oh, I've won the ball." Oh no, I haven't won the ball. And it's like, okay. Lindelof is the one in the situation. He knows what's going on because he's the one involved in the sort of duel for the ball, if you want to call it that. We're just the ones watching and seeing what's kind of going on. So he should kind of have known... Because I think his mistake there is he thought he kind of, uh, you know, got the ball off of him. But then he kind of realised he didn't. But why did he have to kind of realise that he didn't? And then sort of just, you know, realise it's too late and then the ball's in the back of the net. So... Um, I don't know. And there was a few occasions in, in this game where Lindelof was just sort of bullied off the ball. Um, and uh, it, it, it again, you know, when you talk about playing, no disrespect to Aston Villa, they're a pretty good team. Uh, I mean, they're higher in the league than Arsenal, I think. Um, you know, if our defense is making mistakes, or one of our defenders is making mistakes against the player who, someone who plays for Villa. What are they going to be like if, you know, if we, if we think of what the heights that we want to achieve at Manchester United and like, okay, let's say we're in like a semi-final of a, of a Champions League against like PSG or Bayern or Man City or, Dort, you know, one of these big elite sort of clubs or or, or even like a Real Madrid, not necessarily Barcelona, but uh, even like a Real Madrid or something um, or Porto maybe. I'm just trying to think of some of the teams that were in the, the later stages of the Premier League. You make mistakes like that in something like something big like a Champions League, and you're going to get punished for it, sort of even worse. So, um, but it it wasn't a good sort of attempt to tackle for Lindelof because I did initially think like, oh, he's tackled him, he can kind of like move on, and then suddenly Traore's got the ball back, but Lindelof himself in that moment doesn't even sort of realise what's going on. Um, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, I, I don't think he's good enough to play for this team, unfortunately. So, there was that. So, we went into the half 1-0 uh, down. That goal was only in the um, 24th minute. So, there was still plenty of time left in the first half, but nothing acceptable necessarily. Uh, come out in the second half. 
Um, Bruno wins a... Uh, well, Pogba, sorry, wins a penalty. Bruno puts it away. That makes it 1-1. And even just from the 45th minute to the 52nd minute, you can see within that... What's that, seven minutes? You can see within that seven minutes of time how much different the team sort of is. I'd love to know what happens What happens in that dressing room half time. Uh, you know, does, does Oli have his own version of, like, the hairdryer treatment? Or is it... Um, I don't know. I, it'd be interesting to know. Um, so, I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it came out in the second half. Uh, I do think it was a penalty on Pogba. I think it was quite smartly won by Pogba as well. Uh, the way he sort of, like, turns around... I think it was... Was it Tyrone Mings that found him? Fouled him? I can't remember. Um, I don't really keep track of, like, the other teams sometimes or whatever. But uh, the way he's kind of, like... Because he's facing the defender head on and trying to like you know get a shot off or pass to somebody else, realizes he doesn't really have options in front of him, which I think is smart. Because not a lot of players really do this. Turns around to see maybe you know is there somebody slightly behind me I can pass to, or you know there was somebody maybe to my right I could pass to, or could I just simply turn around and go back a little bit and then make something happen? Turns around the defender puts pressure on him and then he goes down for a penalty. Uh, I do think it was a penalty, so. Uh, then Bruno puts it away. Nothing too much to analyse with the penalty itself. Uh, so that was good. And then my uh, one of my two favourite goals from the game. Uh, Wan-Bissaka plays the ball into Greenwood. Really, really good turn from Greenwood. Doesn't fall over. Manages to keep his balance. Not only does he manage to do that. But uh, manages to just hit the ball really, really well into the bottom corner. The keeper almost got it. Got it but uh, didn't quite manage to do so. Um... I thought it was brilliant today, Mason Greenwood, and uh, that goal just goes to to prove it again. Um, I found it. Speaking of like some of these goals and stuff, I found it interesting to see um, with the formation that we were. I guess I should have talked about this before the goals. With the formation that we were using today, the front four who consisted of I'll just in no particular order: Rashford, Pogba, Fernandez, Greenwood. All four of those players seem to rotate at different points. Like Bruno got the ball, he was on the left, and then maybe it was on the right. Pogba was on the left sometimes, sometimes on the right, sometimes in the middle. Rashford was like sometimes in the middle, sometimes on the left, sometimes on the right. Greenwood was sometimes in the middle, sometimes up front, sometimes on the right. I I wonder when 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 these players are going into games and they're, you know, have a rough idea of what's going to be chosen. You know, we, we, we know roughly the players that are going to be chosen. Maybe Pogba, Bruno, Fred McTominay, that, those sorts of players. But you don't know exactly what the manager's going to say until he tells you for that particular game. So, um, I because I, that, that, to me, that's just a fluid formation. Nobody's really playing anywhere dedicated. And this really does dig in. If you look at that, this really does dig into the video that I did, which I recommend you go and watch. Uh, using the Pez um, uh, team editor thing, we really do have a right winger problem. Because if you sort this out to where you've got... okay, So normally, you'd have what Rashford on the left, you'd have Greenwood up front, you'd have Pogba or Bruno in the middle, usually um, Bruno. Uh, and then Pogba's going to go where? Then by, de- by default from that selection, he would be on the left. Uh, sorry, on the right. If you then switch that over to where, okay, because Pogba's not really suitable for the right. He's do, he does okay on the left, but he's not really suitable for the right wing. But by default from those selections, you you put him there. If you then swapped, let's say, Pogba and Rashford. Um, Rashford can sort of play on the left, much more effective on the... Sorry, can sort of play on the right, but much more effective on the left. 
Greenwood, preferably up front. If you switch him out, put him on the on the right wing, and then by default Rashford will probably probably be up front. That's not really what you, where you want those two players. So not, none of them four players are really going to be completely effective on the right wing. They they can do some some bits and pieces, but none none of those players are right wingers. Greenwood's a striker, at least to me. He can play on the right, but he's a striker. Rashford's a left winger. And Pogba, who can kind of play on the left, not really on the right. And Bruno are attacking midfield players and not right wingers. So just just by having one position within the team that's like not really suitable for any of the sort of players, but you can kind of use one of them there, you then decide like, okay, let's just have this fluid formation thing where like everybody's playing everywhere kind of thing and uh when when you've got a situation where like let's say greenwood's trying to get in the box and do something effective and one minute is up front one minute is on the right wing one minute is in the middle and everyone's kind of switching to me that unsettles the team slightly and i did see that at certain points today um because if you if you're a pogba and you get the ball in the midfield are you going to necessarily know where greenwood or rashford or bruno or you know where those players are, and of course you've got Wan Bissaka and Luke Shaw that sort of come forward on the uh, left and right hand side. Um, I don't know, but it's, it's a huge, huge problem. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know what to what to make of that. But of course, that's where the likes of Sancho, if he did come in, um, you know, would immediately just solve that problem because you'd just stick him on the right. You'd have probably Greenwood up front, Rashford on the left, and then just sort out the rest of the team. So. Um, but uh, yeah, really, really good goal from Greenwood. I really did uh, enjoy watching that particular goal. So that was great. Uh, then Greenwood was subbed off in the uh, 65th minute. Good early substitution. You know, I've always said between what the 60th to 70th minute is when you should make your subs. Not in the if you're doing a sub that like 75 or 77 minutes, it, it's a bit late. And especially if it's you know the 89th minute and Van der Beek comes on or whatever, uh, not really gonna affect the game quite so much but a good early sub I'm a bit confused as to why Greenwood came off maybe it's just a case of resting which you know over these next three games this one included and kind of with Thursday's game we are going to have to rotate the squad quite a bit because we've got a game in two days and then two days after that we've got another game uh, whether or not the Liverpool one on Thursday goes ahead because there could be another protest we'll see but as it stands at the moment those three games are supposed to happen one of which already has uh, but maybe he's just resting him for Liverpool or for Leicester I'm not sure. Uh, Leicester's Tuesday and then Liverpool on, Liverpool's on Thursday, I think. So, we shall see. But uh, I, I'm just a bit disappointed to see Greenwood come off. That's that, that's all. Uh, I would have taken off just somebody else. Um, you know, he was on form. He was having a really good game. He scored a goal. And uh, may, may, maybe it was a case where Oli thought like, hey, he's played well. He's scored a goal. He's sort of done his job. And I'm going to sub him off. I can kind of get behind that a little bit. But just... Uh, I don't know. I wanted to see him play a little bit longer because I thought he was very good today. Uh, then you had uh, Maguire got injured. I mean, they made a bunch of subs, but whatever. Uh, then Maguire got injured um, and Eric Bailey came on. The camera kept switching between Twanzebi and Bailey. They were both sort of like warming up and uh, putting their Man United shirt on or, or whatever. Um, and I kept, it left you to keep thinking like, okay, which one of the... Because one of the two of them is going to come on. Which one's it going to be? But I kept, I was sitting there, like you know, thinking, yeah, if Maguire's injured, don't don't. If any player is injured, don't keep them on the pitch. You have a squad for a reason, and this is something I've really been sort of banging the drum about: is the squad rotation and and fatigue within the within the team. I'm really surprised that uh, the likes of maybe Bruno, 
Rashford, uh, Wambasaka, Maguire, who who are usually the four that play almost every game, that one of them hasn't gotten a big injury. I mean, Rashford's been kind of injured here and there, had like niggly little injuries and stuff, but I'm talking about like a big injury where you've got to come off. Um, it was weird because M- Maguire sort of stood on the, the side and was having a drink and whatever, and looked as if like, oh, he's going to come on and try and keep playing. And then two minutes later, because the, the game can continued a little bit after that, and then, like, two minutes later, Maguire was on the floor, like, holding his leg and, you know, taking his shin pad off. He was sort of holding his leg. I was, just, just bring him off. Just take him off the pitch. And he did come off eventually, which is good. But I don't understand why he was told to get back on the pitch and then, like, I don't know. And I can kind of, you know, Maguire's the captain. He's trying to sort of, you know, continue with his job and stuff and, and, and put his put his effort in and try and, try and sort of play through the injury and, and you know, keep going. I, I can kind of understand that, but... Just bring the player off, uh, which which they did do, but I just don't understand why Maguire got back on the pitch. Um, so yeah, but uh, Eric Bailly did come on, so that was good for Maguire. Good for uh, Eric Bailly to come off. Uh, not good, of course, Maguire to be injured. We don't want that. Uh, we don't want any t- any player in the team to be injured or any player anyway to be injured. But uh, yeah, because um, I, I have been wondering kind of all season. Those four was it four players that I mentioned? Rashford. Um, Bruno, Maguire, and who's the other one? Wan-Bissaka, uh that play like all the time. I kept thinking all season one of them's gonna get an injury because they're playing all the time, and uh, it did happen. So uh, unfortunately, it did happen. So um, then, uh, just to sort of solidify things, um, Bruno came off for Matic. Understandable sub. You want to sort of like park the bus a bit. You're already two one up at that point. So, and Villa was starting to sort of get back into the game a little bit. Um, we were kind of struggling defensively, so understandable again that uh, you take off an attacking midfielder, bring on the CDM, and sort of like have the three in midfield uh, trying to do trying to do the work there. So um, yeah, and again, you know, this using the squad, which is something I've I've wanted the manager manager to do more. So uh, good sub there, and I'm not I'm not particularly bothered with that one that that was in the I mean that was in the 86th minute, but that's a sort of like. Hey, you know, Villa are kind of getting back into this game. There's about five minutes left. And then obviously the injury time, which was, what, six minutes. Villa could get back into this game. You know, you don't want to concede. You don't want to concede a goal and think, oh, I should have changed the team. I should have, like, made it more defensive. Um, So, yeah, good good stuff with that. I uh, thought that was good. And then Rashford, who uh, seemingly also got a little bit injured, but kind of played on, but seemed okay afterwards. Rashford's injury is a bit confusing to me. Really, where Maguire was like, okay, clearly he's injured. You know, he's kind of hobbling about. You know, he's he's holding his leg and all that. Comes back on the pitch for two minutes and then whatever, and then and then he comes off. Rashford's had the injuries where like one minute he looks fine and then the next minute he's sort of like hobbling around, well not hobbling around, but sort of walking around uh, with an injury. And then like the next minute later he'll like cross a ball in for somebody to score or like score a goal himself. Um, He's an interesting player, Rashford, definitely. So, but he he crossed the ball in, and Cavani with a beautiful goal. Um, I I tell you what, the goals that Cavani and Greenwood specifically. I know other players have scored lately, like Pogba, uh, Bruno. Uh, you know, Rashford scored recently, but Greenwood and uh, Cavani, because to me they're more out and out strikers as opposed to the likes of Martial and Rashford, who are more sort of like wingers or attackers kind of players. Um. 
I really do enjoy seeing the the, the way that Cavani and Greenwood score their goals because I, I just appreciate a really good striker's goal and both Greenwood and Cavani's goals in this game fell under that category. So uh, I really, really enjoyed that goal. That was great. Uh, just crossed it in, just a little sort of like flick header, bottom corner. He did have like a couple of chances slightly before that. Uh, there was the chance where he had on the... Um, uh, on the sort of the left side of the box, and the ball sort of came to him, and he tried to do that sort of like curling shot or whatever. A uh, bit, bit similar to the way he scored against um, that goal against Roma, where he put it right in the top corner. He tried to sort of kick it like that. So, uh, but it got blocked, and then later on, of course, uh, I think it was a few minutes later, he got this chance to score. Really good goal, good cross. Um, you can see, I notice sometimes with Rashford, as opposed to maybe a couple of the other players, uh, maybe Luke Shaw does it as well sometimes Bruno does it just like when you've got a defender in front of you and they don't seem like they're immediately going to dive in and like make a tackle because obviously if they're going to then you need to move and sort of do something but I notice sometimes with Shaw I, I notice it more with Shaw and with Rashford when they go to make their crosses they'll take just a moment just to have, have quickly sort of look up just take a moment focus on the cross and then just to sort of whip the ball in after that some of our other players don't tend to do that quite so much and that doesn't mean your cross is going to be bad if you don't do that it just gives you that really extra bit of focus um because if you're Rashford there and you're thinking okay Cavani's got he had what two players around him sort of broke away from one of them and then contested for the header uh and you think okay I've got to probably get this on Cavani's head from all the way over here he's a professional footballer obviously but maybe he's kind of thinking Okay, that's a very specific, you know, out of all the whole pitch that you've got, you're trying to get this onto somebody's head, which is a very specific type of cross, and uh, put it into the box, and uh, Cavani scored it. Great goal. I, I, I just really enjoy watching a good striker's goal like that, and uh, as of recently, you know, the last sort of four or five games, Cavani and Greenwood have both been delivering them, and uh, really good stuff, good goals. So, And then, uh, kind of a last-minute thing, Watkins um, dived... I, I kind of thought it was... I thought it was like a half-hour, half-dive, but more of a dive. Um, Watkins was through on goal. It was already booked. Uh, Dean Anderson went to sort of make a challenge on him. And uh, the referee thought it was a dive. And he gave him a second yellow. And he sent him off. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, cause it, it was weird because... Um, he went to book him... And then the the on screen they showed a replay of the foul, and then in, in the top left where you can see the score and the teams and that, it had a little red marker under Aston Villa. And then just for a few moments, I thought, did I miss something? Because I must have forgotten that he got booked already. Uh, this this Watkins player, um, I was like, oh, somebody's been sent off. Uh, I was like, did I miss something? Um, I watched like you know all the game and everything, but. I just thought to myself for a second, did, did I miss something? Somebody got sent off, and then it, it was the way they showed it on uh, on Sky and that, which was um, like they showed him getting booked. I don't remember seeing the referee specifically pull out the red card though. But then obviously when he he started walking off the pitch, and then as he was sort of doing that, I thought, oh, it is probably is it him that's been sent off, or is he is he being substituted? Because <laughs> the way he was walking off the pitch was as if he was going to you know off the pitch and not back to his position on the pitch. And then they, I uh, think Banner came up at the bottom, second yellow red card. It, it was just the way they showed it on Sky, which is they, I, I'm sure that they sort of cut off the the ref 
uh, or the footage of the ref giving him a red card because I just thought, oh, yellow card, you know, free kick, play on. And then it just showed a red card in the top left. I thought, have I missed something? Like, players sent off. And then they went back to it and then and then showed it later. So, anyway. Um, not that it matters to us. You know, it's not our player being sent off. But uh, he got sent off. And then uh, Villa finished the game with 10 men and 3-1 down. So, there you go. Um, I haven't even done player ratings yet, have I? So, uh, yeah, that's my thoughts on the game. Lots of things to discuss there. Um, but, again, we need to sort this team out a little bit more. If we're going to look to challenge for a title next season. But uh, no title for Man City today. They uh, won't be able to celebrate that just yet. Which is which is good as well. I think. Uh, let's jump into a little bit of housekeeping. And then I'll do the player ratings. See you for all that in a minute. Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend. But it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, what have we got for you here? Let me just scroll down the website. A United Cast game, of course, the one on Thursday and then there'll be another one on Tuesday and then Thursday again. Uh, Man United are through, of course, to the UEFA, uh, not UEFA, uh, yeah, UEFA, it's called UEFA Europa League, but the Europa League uh, final where we'll be playing against uh, Villarreal, I believe that game's on the 29th or the 26th, those are the two dates for the uh, European Cup finals, the other one is, of course, Champions League 1, City and Man City, which I would like Chelsea to win, by the way, uh, but lost 3-2 away in that game, but it didn't matter because we won 8-5 on aggregate, so uh, good stuff there. Oh, relatively good stuff there. Through to the final. That's all that matters. Um, DC then put out some news um, earlier earlier, uh, this week as well. Um, Which was some news about uh, DC is looking for a black actor to take on the role of uh, seemingly Clark Kent. You know, Kal-El, Clark Kent. 
uh, Superman version of of that character because there is some other versions as well which I also talk about on that podcast. Uh, lots of controversy around that, given that you know if you're gonna if you're gonna choose a black actor to play Superman, it would probably be better to use the uh, actual black characters from the comic books who are Superman who've never had films before. So uh, what does that mean for Henry Cavill, who is the current Clark Kent Kal-El? Um you know, who hasn't been used on screen for many years at this or, or few years at this point. What does that mean for all that? I talked about all that as well and uh, how it's just just overall not really a good idea, which I don't seem to be alone on if you've read anything on the internet. So, yeah, that was my thoughts on that. Uh, Becoming Eisenberg podcast for Breaking Bad, Season 2, Episode 4. So we're still doing that. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead, Season 6, Episode 11. And then we'll be back for the next episodes later on. Uh... I guess technically next week because Monday's the start of the week isn't it but uh, yeah Fear the Walking Dead new one tomorrow and then um, Breaking Bad on Wednesday Gaming Talk this week we talked about the future of Crash Bandicoot Spyro and Call of Duty given that they're all under the roof of Activision they're doing some messing about with developers there's now 9 different developers working on Call of Duty not all on one game although there are mainly working on Warzone because there is of course the 3 different COD games that get rotated every year but uh yeah, talked about that, what that means for the future of mainly Crash and Spyro. We know that COD's going to be fine because it sells loads of copies every year. Also talked about Last of Us Part 3. Uh, Neil Druckmann said in an interview or, or on a podcast that uh, he's got an outline for the story. So we talked about that. Uh, we won't see that anytime soon. It's very, very, very early days yet. But uh, he's got some, some ideas maybe and they're figuring out what to do at Naughty Dog in terms of their next game. And we also talked about Fortnite making loads of money. Uh, sticking with football stuff, I talked about Arsenal and the problem there. Is it Arteta? Is it the squad? Of course, they didn't make it through to the uh, Europa League final otherwise they would be playing us in a couple of weeks um, but yeah very very bad season for Arsenal they won't be winning anything they probably won't be getting European football next season and they'll be finishing mid-table so a pretty bad season for Arsenal all around but what is the issue at Arsenal chat podcast for this month April 2021 talking about how that went for that month last month talking about some tech issues ASMR and some other stuff as well and then we've got our Invincible review um with a little thing about uh, who's going to win, who would win between Homelander, Omni Man, and Superman. United cast. I talked about the right winger problem video and the four-two-three-one formation and how it's not sort of used properly. So that's everything we've been doing on EntertainmentTalk.org, and you can look for us on podcast platforms. Um, I'm going to do what I said before that I was going to try and do, but forgot to, which is instead of go one player to the next and then get to my man of the match I'm going to mention first who my man of the match is and then go through the other players so my man of the match my man of the match sorry with a 10 out of 10 even though he was substituted I hinted at it earlier in the podcast Mason Greenwood a really really good performance from him today a really well taken goal um and I you know was watching him obviously when he was on the ball and stuff and well, I watch every player when they've when they've got the ball but he does just continue to do what I keep mentioning, which is every time he gets near the edge of the box, he always makes something happen. Pretty much always. There's there's very few occasions where he'll actually lose the ball or like... See, even if he shoots and he misses the goal, he's still made something... It's still something that's happened, you know? Even even if he, you know, uh, kick, kicks the ball, so he goes to shoot, the keeper saves it, <coughs> and it ends up somewhere else, he's still made something happen. Even if he passes... It to a player and that player loses the ball. He's still made something happen. And uh, he's one of our most consistent players I think at the moment really. I mean you look at the likes of Pogba, Cavani, Shaw. 
Um, to a degree, Rashford, although he struggled with injuries, Greenwood, those sorts of players uh, who have just been cons- consistent uh, quite recently. But uh, just every time he gets the ball, just you can see the confidence in him, and you can see that he's just he's just looking to make something happen, and usually he does. So it does give me because there's certain players in this team where okay they get the ball, I'm either confident or not very confident. Obviously, you know, the likes of Lindelof or the defense or whatever when they're passing it around at the back like they were doing today. Uh, and that makes me kind of nervous because I think, okay, what if one of the players loses the ball and then the other team scores or something? Um, but there's some players in this team where they get the ball and I believe that they're going to do something. And Greenwood's one of those. So 10 out of 10 for Greenwood for me today. Uh, my man of the match, definitely. So um, let's go back to the goalkeeper, Dean Anderson. I'm going to give him a 7. I'm not going to blame him for the goal. He did make a pretty good dive to try and save it, but it was right in the top corner and it was Lindelof's fault. So, I mean, it was Lindelof, McTominay and Fred's fault, but Lindelof thinking that he'd made the tackle and not really noticing that he hadn't is is just pretty poor. So, yeah, give, I'll give Henderson a 7. He did save a few decent shots today as well. Um, did pretty well in general. Um, so he had, a, he had an alright game, Dean Henderson, I thought. Uh, one Sacker, I'm going to give him an average 6. I, I've been giving him things like 5s and 4s lately because I just don't think attacking-wise he's been great lately but defensively usually pretty good but you you want him to have both sides of that game uh i thought we got forward relatively well i thought we defended relatively well um and it was just just a little bit better today uh one basaka but uh nothing incredible or special and nothing particularly bad either so average six uh lindelof i'm gonna give him i was gonna say three or a four um what am i gonna go with a three or a four it doesn't quite really matter but uh, I'm going to go with a four. Um, just him thinking that he tackled the player and then not realising that he had is just it's just really weird and really poor. I think personally, um, just so, so and then getting muscled off the ball later on and then that almost created a goal chance for Villa and I, he just annoys me the way that he plays. And uh, I, I tell you something really weird that I noticed about Lindelof in the in the fan opinion and stuff. The fans that and I'm not saying that they're wrong or right or right, whatever. It's, it's down to opinion. The fans that say like, "Oh, he's a really good defender because he kicks, because he does those really good long passes." It's like, okay, yeah, he he does do a very good job with that. Sometimes it leads to something, but can he tackle well? <laughs> you know, um, it's like, okay, if you if you've got a particular person to do a job, which his job is to do things like tackle and clear the ball, block shots, you know, do do things that defenders do. If he's not good at doing that, but he's good at doing something else, it still doesn't mean that he's good at what he's supposed to be doing. You know, um, it's like if you've got if you hire a plumber to come around and like fix whatever, he and let's say him or her makes a really good cup of tea, but then they can't fix the pipe properly. So they've made you a really good cup of tea or whatever, or they or they've done a different job really well, um. But then they don't do the job that they're supposed to do properly. Okay, you give them credit for the thing that they can do well. In this case, Lindelof with the long passes. But if you're a defender and you can't tackle properly or clear the ball properly or get, or block it properly, then you're not actually good at the job that you've been that you're set out to do that you've actually been paid to do. So yeah, it is good when Lindelof does those long passes, and sometimes it actually leads to a goal. Um. Maybe by that default then, okay, if you're really good at passing, where should you probably play? Midfield? Um, if you're not good at tackling, 
okay, maybe you should play like higher up the pitch. Um, Because in in midfield, you'd still need to tackle and win the ball back and then pass it and be a pretty good all-round player. But if you're going to be a player that's... um, If you're going to be a player that's not very good at tackling and sort of defending, but you are good at making long passes, you probably are better off in something like the midfield um, as opposed to the defence. You still won't be very good in midfield because you still can't, like, you know, do a good tackle, which is probably quite important for a midfielder. Um, Maybe you should be a winger then, but then, again, Lindelof hasn't got the pace to be a winger. So where where do you put him? What What do you do with him? He's good at that one particular thing. But he's not good at the things that he's meant to be good at. So what do you do with him? <laughs> you know, um, do you just bring him on when you've got a set piece or, or something? Like, I, 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 I don't know. I, I can't. I, I can see where the the compliments from with that. Yes, he's very good, very good at passing the long ball, but that doesn't make him a good defender. So anyway, um, so I, I can kind of see those comments, but I don't agree with them. That that doesn't make you a good defender. So, anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to give him a 4, just very bad again today. Uh, Maguire, um, I'm going to give him a 7, I thought it was relatively good. Uh, did come off injured, so of course I didn't see the rest of his performance, because he didn't have one, I suppose. But uh, he was it was alright today, Maguire. And there was a header he had as well, uh, which was an attacking one. He almost scored, which I thought was, uh, was pretty good. It looked like a bit of an awkward one to do, so... You know, we do say about with um, Maguire, you know, his defensive and his attacking headering, which is kind of what his defensive role is in the team. You know, he's supposed to be the big um, presence there. So he, he did a decent job with that. So he had a, he had a decent game, uh, Maguire, I thought. Uh, Luke Strong, I'm going to give him a 9. I thought he had another really, really good game. Lost the ball a couple of times in dangerous areas, which is why I'm not going to give him a 10. But again, just so, so good. And he is one of them players, again, that like when he gets the ball, and even if he's in a bit of a tricky situation... I usually trust him to uh, get out of the situation really well. So uh, I thought it was very good again today. And um, it's, there's certain things that he does where he'll like get the ball down the left-hand side, start going forward a bit, and then he'll kind of do this thing. I don't know if some of you noticed. He'll kind of do this thing where he sort of does like a 180-degree turn, go starts going backwards a little bit, but then does this thing to where he doesn't actually run backwards. He runs backwards for a second and then starts turning round back to the back to his left if that makes sense so he sort of like realizes he can't go forward turns completely around goes backwards a little bit starts doing like a wheel sort of turn around to the left and ends up like almost he actually ends up further higher up sorry higher up in the pitch because of how he moves i don't know if some of you kind of notice that he does that but uh, it's it's a pretty good way of playing football I think it's it, it's pretty good and he he, do, he does a good job of doing that so yeah again 9 for Luke Shaw for Anna McTominay uh, got to give him a 5 I think um, not really good enough bit better in the second half but just not really good enough and they were at fault it's not entirely Lindelof's fault that that, that goal went in because he he wasn't the one that initially lost the ball he just thought he got it back but he didn't um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, McTominay and Fred, just a combined effort with losing the ball and then Lindelof couldn't get it back. So uh, they are at fault for the goal, so I'll give them a five. But um, they did improve a bit in the second half, so that's why I'm not quite giving them like a four or a three. Because they, they, they were better in the second half. So uh, Mason Greenwood, I've already covered him. Ten out of ten man of the match. Paul Pogba, uh, I'm going to give him a nine. I thought he was pretty good again. A little bit quiet in certain areas. I thought what he did to win the penalty was pretty smart. That sort of turnaround that he kind of did to um, put pressure on the defender, I thought was very, very good. 
Um, so I'm going to give him a 9. Bruno, I'm going to give a 9 as well too. Uh, I thought he was great. Uh, took his penalty well. And uh, did some did some good stuff in the midfield as well. Rashford, um, I'm going to give Rashford a average 6. I don't think it was terrible. I don't think it was brilliant. Actually, no, I'm going to give him a 7 because of the uh, assist for the cross, which was a very good, um, a very well taken cross, I thought, as well. Uh, so I'm going to give him a 7. A uh, good game. Um, again, is he injured? Is he not? I'm not, not really sure. Uh, so that's that for Rashford. Let's look at the subs. Uh, Eric Bailly came on. Uh, didn't really notice too much from him. Uh, Cavani came on and scored. I'm going to give gonna give him a 9. Uh, wasn't on for a ton of time, but I uh, did take his goal really well. So I'm going to give him a 9 as well. And just some really good play in general. Um, Matic came on. I can't say I really noticed him, so I'm not really going to give him a particular score. So, yeah. Um, but that's my play ratings. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think of the team today. Everything else that I've said. And uh, how you think we can change this current team into a Premier League winning team. Or a more successful team, I suppose. But I think winning the league is what we'd all like, isn't it? So, let me know what you think. Uh, Method Entertainment, talk.org, Twitter, eTalk UK. There's contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, so let me know what you think. Uh, you can find everything else that we do in the meantime on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, TV, video games, films, and many other podcasts. So check all of it out. Uh, if you want to support more of what we do here on Entertainment Talk, there's a few options for you. You can either simply listen to more episodes that we do. That will be helpful as well. Uh, either through the podcast platforms. Make sure you get subscribed over there. Or just through the website entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, you can also, uh, social media, word of mouth, you know, t- tell people who you know about our content, where to find it, all that sort of thing, entertainmenttalk.org, uh, Facebook, Twitter, that sort of thing, share it around on social media, that kind of thing. Uh, and Patreon, $1.00 level tiers for ad-free podcast and review options. Uh, Geek Town, David's over there. You can find what he's doing, TV and film news, up-to-date reliable TV and film news, Geek Town Radio, geektown.co.uk, Geek Town Radio episodes are on Tuesdays, look out for them there. Uh, Bex is still streaming daily pretty much over on Twitch, uh, Trista Bites, Trista B-Y-T-E-S, uh, it was her birthday yesterday, so happy birthday to Bex, uh, I did wish her happy birthday, but um, it was her birthday yesterday, so uh, that's really cool as well. Uh, it was kind of everybody's um all the Geek Town hosts and co-hosts birthdays recently. So, uh, that's cool. Uh, but Geek Town Radio, Geek Town Dakota King, Geek Town Radio on Tuesdays. Um, you can also find me on Twitch as well. Uh, so you can find Bex on Twitch, Trista Bites, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. Um, go give her a follow over there. You'll be notified when she goes live. I also stream sometimes on Twitch as well. <clears throat> uh, Talk UK, you can give me a follow over there. And if you miss the streams, which are not quite up to date yet, uh, on YouTube... But uh, I've got, I think, two to put on there or one to put on there. But uh, if you miss the streams, they'll be uploaded later on to YouTube as archive videos on Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks very much for listening. And I'll see you in two days' time and then in two days' time and then in three days' time after that. So see you on Tuesday and Thursday and Sunday. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, Yeah, it's a lot of football. But uh, I'll see you for all that um, next time. Goodbye.